Welcome to Tale as Old as Time. My name is Kaylia, and today is episode two of the series where we'll be discussing Cinderella. Let's start with a story time. When I was younger, my all-time favorite Disney princess was Cinderella. At least, that's what my mom says. But when I went to the Bippity Boppity Boutique, I decided, huh, I'm going to dress up as Princess Aurora. Anyways, there was a time when Cinderella was my favorite Disney princess, and it's many, many girls' favorite Disney princess, because she's one of the originals. Who wouldn't want to be the kind, sweet Cinderella that went from rags to riches? The classic story. That's why it's been retold over and over and over again. But the true tale is quite darker than the original. Now... Let's start with the Disney tale. Now, we'll be going over the original and not too much of the live action version. There will be some overlap because they do have quite a bit of overlap, but there are some differences that I will try to touch upon. Now, let's start. We start with a storybook in the original tale it is the classic opening of a book and you're basically transported inside we learn all about cinderella's childhood which honestly it's awful in itself that cinderella was named that from birth in the original while in the live action her name is ella and her stepsisters called her Cinderella because of the cinder on her face. I do like that change a little bit better than the original since it kind of makes it a little bit better for her name at least. Anyways, we learned that Cinderella's mother died when Cinderella was young and she was left with her father. Her father was a caring man and took care of Cinderella. Eventually, on one of his business ventures, he met Lady Tremaine. And it seems in both versions that Lady Tremaine draws him in and seduces him and almost makes him bring her and her two daughters in, Drizelle and Anastasia. Honestly, I don't care too much about her, like, children because I enjoy, like, Cinderella 2 and 3 where Anastasia gets her redemption arc. Anyways... In the original, 
we see a lot of Anastasia and Drizella and how they are absolutely cruel to Cinderella. Not in direct manners all the time, but very snide comments. But before these snide comments, of course, we have to mention Cinderella's father's death. It happens relatively early in the story and it affects Cinderella's dynamic with her stepmother and stepsisters. I don't particularly enjoy the dynamic because as one of the earlier dynamics of step-parent and like child relationship it shows a very negative relationship when there are a lot of positive ones but the point of the tale isn't to show Lady Tremaine in a positive light anyways it's to show that she mistreated Cinderella we have a time skip after Cinderella's father's death where we see this power shift and Cinderella has become a maid. In the live action version, it is where they fired a bunch of their staff because they couldn't afford it anymore. Now, in the old version, it's not directly mentioned that they fire a bunch of staff or anything. It's just that Cinderella is now working as a maid and of course she sings her wonderful songs because she has to have a voice of an angel we also see Cinderella's relationship with the animals around her the animals help her get ready in the morning and she has a really good relationship with mice which of course the cat of the house Lucifer just Biases, because why would the cat like the mice? Cinderella cleans, and we get to see the dynamic of the sisters. Honestly, the older version of Cinderella shows a lot of the mice. The mice get a lot of screen time of just them scurrying around the house messing with Lucifer, and then Cinderella having to stop Lucifer, talking to Lady Tremaine. But we all know what Cinderella is really about, is her meeting the prince eventually. They get an invitation to the ball. Everyone's allowed to go once the prince talks his dad down to that. The prince in the original is actually really funny and if you've ever watched Cinderella 2 or Cinderella 3, his one of his most iconic scenes is in Cinderella 3. Although that's not what we're talking about today, he goes down the palace stairs 
and Cinderella 3 is a twist in time, so the prince doesn't remember Cinderella for half of the movie. When he does, he tries to chase after her. He goes down the stairs, and his father's like, if you walk down one more step. So he jumps out the window. <laughs> and it's the funniest scene of the movie, but it definitely shows off his love, his adventurous spirit, and his wit. So it is definitely one of my favorite scenes of the prince, and it makes him definitely one of the more interesting princes. Now, of course, we have, we get the invitation. Cinderella makes her own dress with the help of the mice. She's like, okay, I want to go too. As her stepsisters and Lady Tremaine are ready where they bought dresses, of course. Lady Tremaine, being Lady Tremaine, was like, oh, well, honey, you can't go in that mess of a dress, right? And she starts tearing apart her dress that she worked so hard to make. And then Cinderella's just there with her messed up dress as her stepmom and stepsisters get to go to the ball. Quite disappointing. But it doesn't last too long because Cinderella gets to cry in the courtyard. And we know when princesses cry, all of their wishes can come true. Her fairy godmother shows up and comes to help. Of course, she gets put in her classic blue dress with her glass slippers. And she's sent to the ball in her pumpkin carriage and her mice horses. Yes, I said that right. They're mice horses. So she's sent off. And at the ball, she meets the prince. They dance. And then they talk until midnight. Truly, we don't really know what they talk about because they don't ever exchange names. Or their statuses. Obviously Cinderella knows that the prince is the prince. But the prince doesn't know who Cinderella is. I think he just talked to her about how beautiful she was the whole time. Or how he does parkour for a living. Either way. The bell rings and Cinderella has to leave. She gets back just in time. And she gets back before her stepmom shows up. Of course, we hit a point in time in the story where the prince is looking for Cinderella. And Lady Tremaine finds out that Cinderella is the girl from the ball. So she locks her in her room. And just like the live action version, her room is the attic. Which honestly kind of looked spacious. It's more spacious than a dorm room. So there's that at least. Anyway, she gets locked in there. And it is a race against time when the prince comes to their house 
to have everyone in the household try on the shoe. But Cinderella's locked in a room. This is the issue. What are we going to do? This is where there is a difference between the two in the live action and the original. In the original, the mice go and get the key from Lady Tremaine's pocket and they unlock the door for Cinderella where she goes downstairs and tries on the shoe. Easy. In the live action, the mice open the window while she is singing and everybody in the prince's entourage is like, well, who's that singing? That sounds like a woman. And Lady Dream is like, no woman. You don't want to see that woman. And then they see the woman and the shoe fits. And it is explained a little bit better in the live action that the shoe magically fits onto only Cinderella's foot instead of Cinderella being a size six and just her feet being so small that nobody fits into them in the original. Which is fair as well, but if a little kid tried them on and they fit, that would have been really awkward for the prince. Now, at this point, we've reached close to the conclusion of the story. In both versions, after the shoes tried on, the prince takes Cinderella and they get married. And it's pretty much a done deal from there. In the live action, Cinderella forgives Lady Tremaine and her stepsisters by just saying she forgives them. So they receive consequences, but not really. In the original, it's not really discussed what really happens to them until you see it in the later movies. So in Cinderella 2, you see that Lady Tremaine and her stepsisters are just trying to survive. And in the third one, you can see that they are doing all of their own chores. So that's a big difference. Now, let's go over the original. The original version was written by the Grimm Brothers. I will be reading this pretty much fully because it is a short tale and the version I'll be reading is one with like less details so it really just gives you the gist of it and I will be adding my commentary in between to tell the differences although I did just share them before so a rich man's wife which Cinderella's mother became sick and when she felt that her end was drawing near 
she called her only daughter to her bedside and said, Dear child, remain pious and good, and then our dear God will always protect you, and I will look down on you from heaven and be near you. With this, she closed her eyes and died. This scene is very similar to what happened in the live action because we did actually get to see the death of Cinderella's mother in the live action version. In the live action version, though, she did, instead, she said, have courage and be kind, which are also very wise words and very nice words to say to Cinderella, very motivational. Let me continue. The girl went out to her mother's grave every day and wept, and she remained pious and good. When winter came, the snow spread a white cloth over the grave, and when the spring sun had removed it again, the man took himself another wife. For those who cannot follow that storyline, that timeline really, it just means that it took about one year to find himself another wife or just one full shift in the change in the seasons. So that means it could have been anywhere from spring, summer, winter, spring, or summer, fall, winter, spring, or fall, winter, spring. Either way, it wasn't a long time before Cinderella's dad found a new wife. But this wife brought two daughters into the house with her. They were beautiful with fair faces, but evil and dark hearts. Time soon grew very bad for the poor stepchild. Why should that stupid goose sit in the parlor with us, they said. If she wants to eat bread, then she will have to earn it. Out with this kitchen maid. They took her beautiful clothes away from her, dressed her in an old gray smock, and gave her wooden shoes. Just look at that proud princess, how decked out she is. They shouted and laughed as they led her into the kitchen. There, she had to do hard work from morning till evening, get up before daybreak, carry water, make the fires, cook and wash. Besides this, the sisters did everything imaginable to hurt her. They made fun of her, scattered peas and lentils into the ashes for her so that she would have to sit and pick them out again. In the evening, when she had worked herself weary, there was no bed for her. Instead, she had to sleep by the hearth in the ashes. And because she always looked dusty and dirty, they called her Cinderella. Now, as you can already tell in this version, she also received the nickname Cinderella, and that wasn't her given name, but her stepsisters and stepmom treated her very poorly from the beginning. One day, it happened that the father was going to be far, and he asked his two stepdaughters what he should bring back for them. Beautiful dresses, said the one. Pearls and jewels, said the other. And you, Cinderella, he said, what do you want? 
Father, break off for me the first twig that brushes against your hat on your way home. So, he bought beautiful dresses, pearls, and jewels for his two stepdaughters. On his way home, as he was riding through a green thicket, a hazel twig brushed against him and knocked off his hat. Then he broke off the twig and took it with him. Arriving home, he gave his stepdaughters the things they had asked for, and he gave Cinderella the twig from the hazel bush. Cinderella thanked him, went to her mother's grave, and planted the branch on it, and she wept so much that her tears fell upon it and watered it. It grew and became a beautiful tree. Already in this version, it has more similarities to live action than it does the original, but if anyone has seen Into the Woods, it also has some similarities of how Cinderella is presented there as well. In the live action, Cinderella's father died at this point, but as it's been told, he has not died yet. So, Cinderella went to this tree three times every day, and beneath it she wept and prayed. A white bird came to the tree every time, and whenever she expressed a wish, the bird would throw down to her what she had wished for. Now, it happened that the king proclaimed a festival that was to last three days. All the beautiful young girls in the land were invited so that his son could select a bride for himself. When the two stepsisters heard that they too had been invited, they were in high spirits. Again, this is more like the Into the Woods version of Cinderella than it is to any Disney version of Cinderella. That saying, they called Cinderella saying, comb our hair for us, brush our shoes, and fasten our buckles. We are going to the festival at the king's castle. Cinderella obeyed, but wept, because she too would have liked to go to the dance with them. She begged her stepmother to allow her to go. You, Cinderella, she said, you are covered with dust and dirt, and you want to go to the festival. You have neither clothes nor shoes, and yet you want to dance? However, because Cinderella kept asking, the stepmother finally said, I have scattered a bowl of lentils into the ashes for you. If you can pick them out again in two hours, then you may go with us. The girl went through the back door into the garden and called out, You tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all you birds beneath the sky, come and help me to gather. The good ones go into the pot, the bad ones go into your crop. Two white pigeons came in through the kitchen window, and then the turtle doves, and finally all the birds beneath the sky came whirring and swarming in, and lit around the ashes. The pigeons nodded their heads and began to pick, 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 and the others also began to pick, 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 pick. They gathered all the good grains into the bowl. Hardly one hour had passed before they were finished, and they all flew out again.
The girl took the bowl to her stepmother and was happy, thinking now she'd be allowed to go to the festival with them. But the stepmother said, No, Cinderella, you have no clothes, and you don't know how to dance. Everyone would only laugh at you. Cinderella began to cry, and then the stepmother said, You may go if you are able to pick two bowls of lentils out of the ashes for me in one hour. Thinking to herself, she will never be able to do that. Of course, knowing our Cinderella, of course she will. It's Cinderella. The girl went through the back door into the garden and called out, You tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all you birds beneath the sky, come and help me to gather. The good ones go into the pot. The bad ones go into your crop. Two white pigeons came in through the kitchen window, and then the turtle doves, and finally all the birds beneath the sky came whirring and swarming in, and lit around the ashes. The pigeons nodded their heads and began to pick, 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 and the others also began to pick, 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 pick. They gathered all the good grains into the bowls, before half an hour had passed, they were finished, and they all flew out again. The girl took the bowls to her stepmother and was happy, thinking now she'd be able to go to the festival with them. But the stepmother said, It's no use. You are not coming with us, for you have no clothes, and you don't know how to dance. We would be ashamed of you. With this, she turned her back on Cinderella and hurried away with her two proud daughters. Now there is no one else at home. Cinderella went to her mother's grave beneath the hazel tree and cried out, Shake and quiver, little tree, throw gold and silver down to me. Then the bird threw a gold and silver dress down to her, and slippers embroidered with silk and silver she quickly put on the dress and went to the festival. Now, a little break. As you can see in this version, Cinderella is given a gold dress instead of a blue dress. And instead of a fairy godmother, of course she has this bird that helps her instead. Now, let's continue. Her stepsisters and her stepmother did not recognize her. They thought she must be a foreign princess, for she looked so beautiful in the golden dress. They never once thought it was Cinderella, for they thought she was sitting at home in the dirt, looking for lentils in the ashes. The prince approached her, took her by the hand, and danced with her. Furthermore, he would dance with no one else. He never let go of her hand. And whenever anyone else came and asked her to dance, he would say, she is my dance partner. She danced until the evening, and then she wanted to go home. But the prince said, I will go along and escort you, for he wanted to see to whom the beautiful girl belonged. However, she alluded to him and jumped into the pigeon coop. The prince waited until her father came, and then he told him that the unknown girl had jumped into the pigeon coop. The old man thought, could it be Cinderella? He had them bring an axe and pick 
so that he could break the pigeon coop apart, but no one was inside. When they got home, Cinderella was lying in the ashes, dressed in her dirty clothes. A dim-lit oil lamp was burning up in the fireplace. Cinderella had quickly jumped down from back of the pigeon coop and had run into the hazel tree. There, she had taken off her beautiful clothes and laid them on the grave, and the bird had taken them away again. Then, dressed in her gray smock, she had returned to the ashes in the kitchen. The next day, when the festival began anew, and her parents and her stepsisters had gone again, Cinderella went to the hazel tree and said, Shake and quiver, little tree, throw gold and silver down to me. Then the bird threw down an even more magnificent dress than on the preceding day. When Cinderella appeared at the festival in this dress, everyone was astonished at her beauty. The prince had waited until she came, then immediately took her by the hand and danced only with her. When others came and asked to dance with them, he said, She is my dance partner. When evening came, she wanted to leave, and the prince followed her, waiting to see into which house she went, but then she ran away from him and into the garden behind the house. The beautiful tall tree stood there, on which hung the most magnificent pears. She climbed as nimbly as a squirrel into the branches, and the prince did not know where she had gone. He waited until her father came, then said to him, The unknown girl has eluded me, and I believe she has climbed up the pear tree. The father thought, could it be Cinderella? He had an axe brought to him and cut down the tree, but no one was in it. When they came to the kitchen, Cinderella was lying there in the ashes as usual, for she had jumped down from the other side of the tree, had taken the beautiful dress back to the bird in the hazel nest, and had put it on the gray smock. On the third day, when her parents and sisters had gone away, Cinderella went again to her mother's grave and said to the tree, Shaking quiver, little tree, grow gold and silver down to me. This time, the bird threw down to her a dress that was more splendid and magnificent than she had yet had. And the slippers were of pure gold. When she arrived at the festival in the dress, everyone was so astonished that they did not know what to say. The prince danced only with her, and whenever anyone asked her to dance, he would say, she is my dance partner. When evening came, Cinderella wanted to leave, and the prince tried to escort her, but she ran away from him so quickly that he could not follow her. The prince, however, had set a trap. He had set an entire stairway smeared with pitch. When she ran down the stairs, her slippers got stuck in the pitch. The prince picked it up. It was small and dainty and of pure gold. The next morning, he went with it to the man and said to him, No one shall be my wife except for the one whose foot fits this golden shoe. The two sisters were happy to hear this, for they had pretty feet. With her mother standing by, the older one took the shoe into her bedroom and tried it on. She could not get it past her big toe, for the shoe was too small for her. Then her mother gave her knife and said, Cut off your toe. When you are a queen, you will no longer have to go on foot. The girl cut off her toe, forced her foot into the shoe, swallowed the pain, and went to the prince. He took her on his horse 
as his bride and rode away with her. However, they had to ride past the grave, and there on the hazel tree sat two pigeons crying out, Rook-de-goo, rook-de-goo, there's blood in the shoe. The shoe is too tight. This bride is not right. Then he looked at her foot and saw how blood was running from it. He turned his horse around and took the false bride home again, saying that she was not the right one and that the other sister should try on the shoe. She went into her bedroom and she got her toes into the shoe all right, but her heel was too large. Then her mother gave her a knife and said, Cut a piece of your heel. When you are queen, you will no longer have to go on foot. The girl cut a piece of her heel off, forcing her foot into the shoe, swallowed the pain, and went out to the prince. He took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. When they passed the hazel tree, the two pigeons were sitting in it, and they cried out, Rook-de-goo, rook-de-goo, there's blood in the shoe. The shoe is too tight. This bride is not right. He looked down at her foot and saw how the blood was running out of her shoe and how it had stained her white stocking all red. Then he turned his horse around and took the false bride home again. This is not the right one either, he said. Don't you have another daughter? No, said the man. There is only a deformed little Cinderella for my first wife, but she cannot possibly be the bride. The prince told him to send her to him, but the mother answered, Oh, no, she is much too dirty. She cannot be seen. But the prince insisted on it, and they had to call Cinderella. She first washed her hands and face clean, and then went and bowed before the prince, who gave her the golden shoe. She sat down on a stool, pulled her foot out of the heavy wooden shoe, and put it into the slipper, and it fitted her perfectly. When she stood up, the prince looked into her face, and he recognized the beautiful girl we had danced with. He cried out, She is my true bride. The stepmother and two stepsisters were horrified and turned pale with anger. The prince, however, took Cinderella onto his horse and rode away with her. As they passed by the hazel tree, the two white pigeons cried out, Rook-de-goo, rook-de-goo, no blood's in the shoe. The shoe's not too tight. The pride is right. After they cried this out, they both flew down and lived on Cinderella's shoulders, one on the right and one on the left, and remained sitting there. When the wedding with the prince was to be held, the two false sisters came. Wanting to gain favor with Cinderella and to share her good fortune. When the bridal couple walked into church, the older sister walked on the right and the younger on the left. The pigeons pecked out the one eye from each of them. Afterwards, they came out of the church. The older one was on the left and the younger on the right. Then the pigeons pecked out the other eye from each of them. And thus, for their wickedness and falsehood, they were punished with blindness as long as they lived. And that is the true tale of Cinderella. Of course, you can see the drastic difference between the true tale and the Disney version. The Disney version is very lighthearted and not as gory. The ball isn't three days, 
and the father is not as cruel. As you heard, the father lived throughout this whole tale. He was mentioned multiple times throughout the story. Yet, he treated Cinderella like vermin, like his new wife did. He did not truly care for Cinderella, like the first and the the first original from Disney and the live action. But he still did give her a twig. I guess that makes up for something, right? But not really. The goriest part of this is just the blood in the shoe from when the stepsisters cut off parts of their feet and the stepsisters getting their eyes pecked out. Honestly, that's the darkest part of this tale. Besides the abuse that Cinderella had to face, that is something that we hear in every tale. It's just different ways that the family abused her. It is always interesting to read the tale and realize that Cinderella had to do a lot of chores, but she was never physically abused. At least, it's never been mentioned. In both tales, in both versions of the tales at least, Cinderella gets her happy ending. And the villains get some kind of consequence. When reading the full tale, there's a lot more detail but for this cut down version it gives you just about everything you need to know about the original cinderella now when we look at the two we can see the differences we can see the similarities we can also see how cinderella really was a tale of going from rags to riches because Although Cinderella really was from a good family, she was treated horribly. So it was more like she was from rags and she just went to riches. It gives every little girl the story of hope and it tells people to be kind and to, that you can always persevere. So... Remember, have courage and be kind. I'll see you on our next Tale as Old as Time.